You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the 9to5 Entertainment System. We talk about all of the best things in the world. Like what, Scott? We talk about the Extreme Rules pay-per-view from WWE and a bit about Cody Rhodes. Then we talk about Maria Bamford's Lady Dynamite on Netflix. And then we talk about Kimmy Schmidt and a little bit of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It is movie o'clock. We hit up We Are Your Friends, the American Train Spotting. We hit up Deadpool. And then we hit up the glorious Batman vs. Superman. And finally talk about TV show Gotham. All this and not much more on the 95 Entertainment System. There was also um, a lot of um, people brushing their mics. I th- that yeah, I heard, th- I heard that too. We need to be oh. careful about that. Stop licking the microphones. Yeah. It's a bad way it's to the mustache. We're back, everybody. This is the first <laughs> oh, God, 90 I was in the middle of doing that. <laughs> you son like of a bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, We're back, everybody. It's the first 90S. <laughs> that's Scott's mustache. That's, that's 110 <laughs> episodes of experience right there. <laughs> Rubbing a microphone with your mustache. Uh, that's the title of this one. Rubbing a microphone with your mustache. One hour of it. That explains your derby experience on Saturday. I was just rubbing a microphone <laughs> with my mustache. Uh, hey, guys. It's the first podcast I've ever recorded since I got married. Yeah, I'm married. Being now. married is awesome. It's, is it? It's the happiest it, thing it, ever. You're not whole until you're married. Right, Keith? Yep. yep. I'm, uh, I'm going to stop at marriage, though, and probably not go with the kids. Cool story, bro. <laughs> it's going to be great. So, guess what? I have a thing to talk about, and it's wrestling. Is it Extreme uh, Rules? It's Extreme Rules wrestling. Okay. There's a number of things. It, probably one of the best pay-per-views that WWE has like pulled out of their ass. And like, is, it, is it compared to the recent years of WWE, or is it compared to the full breadth of the even, WWE? Even in the full, the full breadth of it, it was okay. like top to bottom amazing. Like the worst match on the card was uh, the Usos versus Anderson and Gallows from the Bullet Club. The and that's club. The, the club, I'm sorry. The club. Oh, God. <laughs> so a bunch of guys came in from Japan. They were known as the Bullet Club, and their gimmick was basically they act like 90s wrestlers in Japan. Mm-hmm. That was what they did in Japan, and now <laughs> they just showed up to, to WWE and just basically act like 90s wrestlers in WWE, <laughs> which nobody else acts like. Like mm-hmm. They just give each other hand signs and just show up and run in and like talk a lot of shit. Anyhow... Uh, there were like that was like the worst match on the card, and that's not a bad match. Like that was just like it was like that was just a, a so-so tag match. Uh, Natty and Charlotte put on a really good match. They had a submissions match. I'm I'm sad that they didn't give Natty the the belt. I'm a little sad. However, with Dana Brooke kind of being like subservient friend to Charlotte, it really starts to pave the way for a four horsewoman actual. Like you need a full woman heel stable that are like dominant women, not like catty bitches like. You know what I mean? Like, cause like typically a heel stable of women are just bitches. That's how they're booked in WWE. But like a dominant female, like stable, I think would be a cool angle. Anyway, I know. Sure, I'm but a, that, that <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little. I'm, a, I'm always a fan of giving the older wrestlers like one last. Yeah, but they haven't done that in so long. Like they didn't give Michaels uh, a belt on like his way out. They didn't mm. like. They didn't give who is it? Henry like even any kind of a shot. Like, on his way out, yep. and, like, he was a guy who's been with the company, like, 12 years, you know, like, 15, maybe even. A long time. Like, he's been... With he, the had, he had a huge contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just, like, they, they kind of haven't been doing that recently. So, anyway, uh, probably match of the night, which, and, like, possibly match of the year was the... Intercontinental C- Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and The Miz in a... Fatal four-way intercontinental title match. Usually those things are total fucking messes. Yeah, but when yeah. it's like three of the best wrestlers, like wrestling today, mm-hmm. one of the best heels, and one of two the, of the best heels, two of the best heels that are around, like Miz and uh, Miz and Owens. Owens, like it's great. And then and on top, like put everybody over. Everybody had their spot. Even like Miz won off of Sammy's finisher because like Sammy hits the Haluva kick to Cesaro. Haluva. Haluva. 
He Hel- says halluva. The announcers <laughs> say halluva. It's the halluva kick. It's spelt hell of a kick. It's pronounced halluva kick because I feel that they don't like to sound like they're saying hell of a kick <laughs> in the world. Halluva kick. Hits him with it. Like, Owens goes up to, like, kind of break up what will be the pinfall. Saint, like, Zane loses it and jumps outside and starts beating up Owens. But, like, goes too far beating up Owens. Like, throws him to the outside, throws him in the thing, gets the thing. And, like, suddenly looks in the ring and, like, Miz just crawls in and has, like, a pin. And then both of them go, like, running to it but, like, don't make it in time because they, like, they brawled too far out of the ring (laughs) to stop. So, like, Miz won off of Sammy's finisher. So, it's like... And Cesaro ate all three finishers before getting pinned. Yeah, exactly. And Cesaro ate all the finishers before getting pinned, so... He stays strong. Stay strong. Every, like, nobody looked bad, and, like, this, the owens Zane feud forever will just keep going, because they supposedly had, like, the fight to end that feud, like, a month ago, mm-hmm. but they cannot be in the same vicinity without attacking each other, like, which is, like, kind of good, I find, like, storytelling-wise, because you're just sort of like, well, we had three matches, you won two of them, so this is over. Like, which is, like, the, the typical wrestling storyline. You're like, mm-hmm. no, this is over, and they're not going to be booked against matches anymore. But if they're, like, around each other, they still, like, in the story, still hate each other. Right. Why would they just be okay with each other all of a sudden, even though you're trying to, like, book the story to be over? I think it's kind of neat. Uh, the Asylum match was super fun. Like, they had uh, the first Dean ever. Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho. In know. a match about whose fake TV show is better. <laughs> <laughs> That was like it's in a testament to the fact that the guy using weapons in a steel cage, using weapons in a steel cage, because it was like Chris Jericho has the show called The Highlight Reel, which is where he interviews other wrestlers, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, Dean Ambrose decided that he had a show called The Ambrose Asylum, where he also interviews wrestlers, uh-huh. and then they like they fake had a plant, and he had a plant named Mitch, so <laughs> they were like they got mad about whose show was better. Then Jericho smashed the plant, so then Ambrose was like, well, this is fucking personal, and then tore up Jericho's light-up coat, and Jericho was like, well, this is really personal. <laughs> and like, they're just putting over like the dumbest reasons two guys could ever be mad at each other. <laughs> like, but like made it work really well, uh, and then had like a really hardcore match about it, and Jericho ate a like, shitty tax pot, like a lot of tax. Like, got thrown into the tax on the mat, which oh, is like yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah. normal thing, and, like, came like up. Push pins. I didn't think they did that in WWE. They haven't done it in a really mm-hmm. long time. Crazy. And he came up, and, like, his entire back was covered in tax. Like, Amazing. Whole, and, like, so many in his arm, and just blood all over his arm, yeah. and, like, whatever. I was like, oh, I was like, that's why they don't do that. That isn't a, a kind of, like, herpes, not herpes, um, Hep- tetanus? Hep- hepatitis. Hep- it's a hepatitis risk, isn't it? <clears throat> I think the last think time they had a real hardcore match, um... It was definitely hepatitis. Mm. Uh, Undertaker and Randy Orton and Bob Orton got in and ate a ate a chair shot that made him bleed, mm-hmm. and then Taker freaked out because he found out after that match that Bob Cowboy Orton. Bob Orton was hep positive. Yeah. Wow. but no, I think now they do they do blood tests beforehand. Okay, to, yeah, uh, yeah, there's probably all blood tests beforehand and stuff, and and, and on top of that too, like. I guess if they're juicing less, there's less of a chance that they're all. There's and, they're, like, they're, and honestly, like a tax spot. If he ate, if he took it all in his back, and they don't, they don't use like they don't use like tax from bureau and grow. Either. Yeah, yeah, they, like, yeah, File yeah. them down so they're like shorter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just enough to stick into you and hurt like a mofa. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, it's one of those things where like everybody talks about like tax shots being like, like you, there's no real way to get injured off it. Like, it just sucks. And, and just it sucks, all yeah. it all heals up real fast, but. In that moment, it sucks a lot. Like, Can you imagine being the guy who has to sit backstage and pull out 400 tacks from some big dude's back? Like, <laughs> they probably have a machine for it. The, be- the best <laughs> like is the like... the scraper. Yeah. The, the best, hate the tack shot. Break out the scraper. The best thing that happened <laughs> in that match scraper. was Jer- Jericho being like an asshole heel throughout. Like, first of all, like yelling to the referee to open the cage, even though like it was like stipulated. They were like, this isn't a cage match. It's an asylum match. The cage will remain locked. If someone does escape from the cage, match is not over. Like, it's just, like, the cage is just, like, to contain it. It's right. not a cage match. Jericho repeatedly in the match is, like, knocks down Ambrose and is, like, open the door! Just, like, yelling at the referee. And they're, like, that's not how it works, Chris. He's, like, you idiot! I know how this match works! Open the door! And I was, like, this is amazing. <laughs> then the referee's trying to take the tax out, and he's, like, stop it! You're hurting me! Get these tax out of me! <laughs> and I'm, like, ah. And then just, like, go. <laughs> it's, like... I was, like, ah, oh, Jericho, you're the best. And then uh, the final match was AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns. And like, probably Reigns' best match ever. Like, Reigns looked fucking great. Did uh, a setup for, like, a Razor's Edge. And then, like, shot AJ over his head and caught him in a sit-out powerbomb. 
And I was like, that is a fucking cool move, Roman Reigns. I was like, I feel... Like a let-go razor's edge into a sit-down powerbomb? Yeah. Like, sort of like shooting the guy forward for, like, a razor's edge instead of, like, a backslide, but, like, shooting him forward and then, like, catching him and then... Well, razor used to, like, chuck the guys up for the razor's edge. Yeah, exactly. That body drop. Yeah. But instead, he just grabbed the guy's hips and powerbombed him. Yeah, down. exactly. That's yeah, it. I see it. It, it, yeah. it was cool. It was like I was like, "Whoa, that looked really, really shitty." <laughs> and like, I don't know how many guys he could do it to because AJ is like small and nimble and can flip around in the midair all the time. Yeah. But you know, I was like, if he can, he probably do it to Kalisto. Oh yeah, yeah. If Kalisto didn't get hurt. If Kalisto doesn't get hurt, no, it's didn't Sin Carr gets hurt. Sin Carr gets hurt all the time. Kalisto I thought Kalisto got hurt at the end of the the U.S. title match. If he did, Rusev did not give a fuck because Rusev bent him in half like a fucking pretzel. <laughs> like, like it was <laughs> like like I don't know if it was a, like a legit injury or if they were trying to book Rusev as a monster or whatever. Like there was like a an injury, but mm. Rusev like put on the accolade and like bent him in twosies, like because Kalisto's super flexible, so he puts like sells the accolade. Like the accolade is like you're basically like sitting on the guy's leg and then mm-hmm. like bending his chest up, but like usually it just. It doesn't look much worse than like a what's that yoga camel move? clutch? No, no, it the, looks the, just like the, the snake, clutch. right? No, but it's like no, when you're like doing the thing where you like the lie. cobra, cobra, yeah, cobra, yeah, the cobra co- stretch. That's yeah. the yoga, yeah, like yeah. a cobra stretch. You're just look- stretching your back. Backwards, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It usually doesn't look much worse than that. Yeah, but like Kalisto's like this little flippy guy from Mexico who can, I guess, fold himself in half backwards. Okay, so, like, okay. They so it's benefit, impressive. They benefit from that, and you're like, Ugh, yeah. it looks like look gross. Like it looked gross. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. anyway, so. Long story short, Roman Reigns retains despite intervention from the club and the Usos and whatever else like that. And then everyone's booing. And then there's an enormous cheer because Seth Rollins runs out of nowhere and hits Reigns with the pedigree. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Seth Rollins is back. Seth Rollins who fucked his leg up real hard in London, like on a dark match, too. How did the fans cheer for that? He was such a weaselly, smarmy heel when he left. But, but, like, everyone talked about that on, like, Squared Circle. They're like, there's no way Seth Rollins doesn't come back as a face. Like, because he's a talented wrestler who's going to be feuding Roman Reigns. Like, <laughs> like he's going to get cheered, you know? Like, the fans here, like, who knows? I mean, like, he, he could, he can fix it and turn heel tonight. But I'm like, in that moment. Like, the last Seth Rollins feud, I remember, was Jon Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But Jon Stewart helped Seth Rollins. He did, yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> after. Anyway, it was great. I was like, kudos to WWE for fucking... And, like, the last pay-per-view payback was also pretty good, and... Uh, and before that, it was WrestleMania, and that was... Shitty. So-so. <laughs> but it's been, like, they've done... They're even trying to call it a new era. They're trying to declare an era shift, which I feel is, like, a little little hard to do. Like it's what happens when Randy Orton wins What's the new era? era? It's just called the new era. Okay, but, like, what has changed in the new era? It doesn't suck. I, I, I feel like that's the idea, is that it doesn't suck. They're I think it's more like John Cena and Randy Orton are not in the title picture. So look at all these new faces we've got. AJ yeah. Styles. They and also Roman fired Reigns. a whole ton of people, right? Yeah, that they was fired, big in they the fired a bunch of dead weight. Yeah. Like, but, and, and Damian Sandow. And Damian Sandow, which is real sad. But he, he, he apparently wanted out. Cody, also. Cody yeah, Rhodes. Cody asked for his release. Cody Rhodes. Did you read his statements? Yep. What do you say? Fuck. Man. So Cody Rhodes is... I don't know if you know who Cody Rhodes is. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes is his youngest kid. Okay. Uh, Goldust's kid brother. Okay. Goldust's half-brother, yeah, yeah, And he wrestled as himself, as Cody Rhodes, and then they gave him Stardust as a gimmick. Oh, they gave him a bunch of other garbage first. They gave him the monster ruined face Cody Rhodes. Which he rocked. They gave him dashing Cody Rhodes. Look at his mustache. Which he also rocked. Which is the dumbest gimmick you could give a he guy. He has a mustache? He That's has a mustache. Gimmick? And he, and he made, made it. Went, it worked so <laughs> good. <laughs> okay. Uh, then they put him with Damian Sando, who are like, you guys are terrible. Tag team together until you could build yourselves up. Then they became tag champions, no? Yep. And then they came up with the best salutation in ages in the tag division. I'm going to hold your hand and you're going to do a cartwheel. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And again, got over with the they crowd. Because the, yeah. well, he was like... Damien Sandow's thing was he was super smart, and then Cody Rhodes was just Cody Rhodes. But right. so their name was the Rhodes Scholars. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And and like their their tag team instead of like you know like usually they do like chest bumps or like special hand signals or whatever. Yeah. It was a handshake, and then Cody would cartwheel while holding the handshake, <laughs> and then they would like nod to each other, and that was like their tag team introduction. Okay. And it sounds ridiculous, but they and made they it. Made it they made okay. it fabulous. Yeah. yeah. And then Stardust. And Stardust, which was basically just like a new age version of his older brother's gimmick. Right. Or but then yeah. you got you're going like, to be like Goldust, but. Weirder. Less gay and more weird. Yeah, yeah pretty okay. much. Not great. And, uh, and he, again, made it work and picked a feud with uh, Stephen Amell from the Arrow TV show. And okay. 
had a very good celebrity match, which is super, super tough to do. Yep. He just, just basically was like, got shit from the company and ran with it, no matter what they said, what okay, they so did. Okay, so but then why did he want to get released? He was like, so I've done this for 10 years now. And do you I've, think I've, I could I've been Stardust for like two or three. Do you think I could go back to wrestle as Cody Rhodes and maybe try to get myself in that title picture? I know or Orton's even, hurt, even Cena's hurt. Because like, like, at this point, they're like, there's the title, like a title, maybe not. Just mix it up again. Get yeah. into the IC. Get into the US. Who knows? And yeah. Triple H told him, wrestling is a play and everyone's got to play their role. And your role is to suck? <laughs> and your role is to be a face-painted supervillain who's going to muck it around in the lower mid-card. Jeez, yeah. that sucks. And he was like, I don't want to work here anymore. And then yeah. they, they, they let him go real fast. Like, they didn't even dick around with it, which, was, which is like... Also a sign they have nothing, no yeah. interest in working with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, which is fucking sucks. Maybe he's just a bad person to work with, like backstage. Like you never know. Not like, with that to stuff. anybody who's ever talked to anything. Like yeah. people are like, he's amazing. He's great he, to work with. He comes great from wrestling ring. royalty. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. That's it. He's like his great. dad was Dusty Rhodes. Like, yeah, yeah. like fantastic worker in the ring. Fantastic to work with. Open to everything. Runs with everything. Like whatever. Like everybody backstage who's ever talked about him says that like he's cool. And I just think that the company looked at him and saw a guy who would do bitch work and give him bitch work for a long time and he like liked the business enough that he stuck around he did it for a decade and then was like how about i stopped doing the bitch work and they were like we really would like you to do the bitch work <laughs> still and then he was like nah. the worst the worst thing is is dusty Rhodes died a, a little while ago yeah uh, a year ago yeah, yeah and they were building up to the feud yeah Gold cody Dust. versus gold dust yeah with Dusty in the middle, and then never pulled the trigger on it. Nope. Well, Dusty died. And and then Dusty died. But, like, he was there. WrestleMania was coming up. You were like, yeah, exactly. that's a match. That's, that's a match I want to see. Was, like, he was too into the gimmick. Like, he was refusing to acknowledge that he was Cody Rhodes. Okay. Like, that was the storyline. Yeah. So, like, his father was like, Cody, come back. Yeah, and he's like, you. I'm not Cody. I'm Stardust. Right. Ah, like, it was like, he got, like, he was, t- and they're like, this is fake. This is a character to play. And he's like, no. Like, he's playing, like, okay. Going crazy outside of cave. I'm an alien supervillain. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So yeah, so they never got to have the blow off match with him and his brother at Mania. They, they, they did get the tag at Mania to their. It's not the same. Though. I know they it's did. not. The, it's not the same. But I mean, they did at the least. The feud with Dusty Ringside crying that his two sons are fighting each other in such a brutal match. Yeah. Oh God, he body slammed him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it would have been great. But it would have never been. happened. And then Goldust is in a b- endless comedy angle now with our uh, truth. <laughs> <laughs> they still never teamed up. Man, do you know yes. R-Truth once challenged John Cena for the World Heavyweight title? So did uh, Damien Sandow. <laughs> yeah, Damien Sandow was a Money in the Bank winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more important than this Money in the Bank contract. Tell that to Damien Sandow. That was not very important. He cashed it in on Raw and lost to an injured John Cena. John Cena yeah. beat him with his arm in like a sling. Is that it? Are we done? Mm. Is there any more wrestling? I guess. <laughs> I, I could just say that the new era thing is that, yeah, they're just giving a lot of young guys, like, pretty big pushes. Like, they're, like they book, they've booked big casts single-handedly over Dudley's repeatedly now. It's actually kind of interesting. You guys have been talking for a really long time about how the last couple of years of wrestling have been absolute shit, even from the, like, perspective of big fans of the world of WWE. Yeah. And if they're, if they're like, they're acknowledging that they, it's been a total fuck up. They fired a whole bunch of people. They're trying to do new, yeah. different shit. Well, That's good. Like, that was, like, the whole thing, like, when Shane McMahon came back, that they kind of, like, talked about that. Like, Shane McMahon drew, like, attention to the ratings. Like, yeah. in storyline, was, like, ratings are down, and it's because Steph is running the show. I could run it better. You right. know? Like, like, it's, like, mixing... The, the fantasy with yeah, the reality. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. ratings are down, <laughs> and maybe it's because your stories suck. I think that a big part of it is the fact that they just have a three-hour show. I don't think that's a reasonable amount of time to expect anybody to watch anything yeah. for a week. Like, they have three hours on Raw, which is their like flagship. Then they have two hours on SmackDown. Plus, there's an hour of NXT. If you have the network, there's also an hour of Superstars usually so a week. Seven. So, plus, there's a pay-per-view once a month, which is usually a three- to four-hour thing. Okay. So, you're like, that's a fucking shit ton of content. You're like, but... And then to expect, with all that content, even if you just had, like, three shows a week, and yeah. they were all an hour long, you know, or whatever, how would you expect someone to watch a TV show on Monday from 8 o'clock to 11 p.m.? Yeah, that's crazy. <coughs> it's an insane I, thing. And a lot of it is padding. Like, it takes a long time to get through a short amount of story. They really pad those, those three they, hours. Yeah, exactly. So much, which like, is like Three which, hours, six matches. You're like, oh. Which yeah. fucking blows my mind because you have guys who are not on TV. Like, they have people on the roster who are not wrestling on Raw. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you watched. Because you, you, there's people in the stands, right? Like, it, 
They're in an arena. Yeah, yeah. Have a match. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That's something that like blows my mind about uh, watching Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is a one-hour time block uh-huh. with commercials, so it's forty-five minutes, and they have three to four matches every, every episode. Yeah, and it's like maybe forty-eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Like I'm like watching. I was like, holy shit, they're they're gonna do like like in my head as a like WWE fan, they're like. Uh, they're planning to do a last man standing match, which is typically a longer match style because yeah. like, you beat a man up and then you have to wait and then the referee has to, he can't answer a 10 count. That's how you do a last man standing match. Okay. So it's like, it it lends itself to a long match. And I'm like, they're having a last... Because you count down. 10, yeah. One, two, three, seven, eight, nine. And the guy stands up. And then the guy Oh my God, that was really long. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like you're waiting that... that happens every time a guy gets like a super move. You like step back to see if he's not going to answer a 10 count. And I'm like watching this and i'm like how the fuck are they gonna have time for it i'm like oh it's probably gonna be like a screwy finish or whatever i'm like no they're gonna give it a 17 minute fucking last man standing match and they're not just gonna have a fucking million promos like like they don't show any replays yeah the only recaps that they do are not video recaps it's just the like the announcers being like if you missed it so and so showed up and so and so maybe we're gonna see that like play out in the next week like like it's like a three second recap as opposed to like let's cut back and show a video highlight like right no replays no ended recap, so you're like you end up with as much wrestling. The entrance ramp is about a third as long. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like stairs. <laughs> it's, people come downstairs, but yeah, and it's just like it's such a better fucking show Tighter. to watch. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. it's like just fucking wrestling. But that's it. It's not that WWE is padding because they don't have the talent. They're just padding because they think padding is important. Well, but but it's like also a byproduct of the fact that it's a three-hour show because like if you're not expecting anyone to really watch it for three hours, you need those recaps because people are just going to tune in for like forty minutes, right? And you want them to know everything important that's happened and that's maybe it has to do with advertising deals. Like they're 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 expected to sell a number of slots rather than an amount of time. Like they did some screwy deal. I have no idea. Uh I just think it's it's yeah. But who cares? Just just do more matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I I agree. Just just do more matches, less talking, and less flashing back to the beginning. of the episode. Anyway, nonsense. do like do like the inset promo. Yeah, <laughs> I got something cool. I what? saw the brand new Maria Bradford Bamford and Mitch Hurwitz show Lady Dynamite that came out. I think it was on Friday. Lady yep, Dynamite. on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix, and it is fucking weird, man. Maria Bamford. I don't know if you've seen any of her stand up or explain heard any of her stuff. She like talks. It's it's all super self referential. She just always talks about her experience being bipolar and being super depressed and being really screwy and having no confidence. That's her, like... Sign me up. This show sounds great. No, no, no. That, that's her stand-up, okay? The, and, and she's, like, well... like I, I don't know, well-respected, but she's, like, a fairly successful stand-up comedian right established. now. Established. And, uh, yeah, established. And this show is, like, Mitch Hurwitz, who, of course, is the Arrested Development guy, mm-hmm. putting her into, like, like a, like, a, like, a I guess, an autobiographical kind of story about her coming back to Hollywood after being hospitalized for depression and whatever. And it is so fucking bizarre. Like... The middle of a scene is going on, and somebody yells cut, and then the actors start critiquing her for putting, like, stand-up segments into the show, being like, "This look, this is the post-Seinfeld era. You can't put stand-up into a, into a TV show. And scene, and they go, like, back into the thing. Or, like, there, there's, like, time jumps in it where she plays herself as a child, but, like, it's just her, like, just playing herself as a child. She's just dressed up as a kid. It's so fucking crazy. I'll, uh, Eternal Sunshine? Yeah, a little bit. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say a la Walk Hard. <laughs> really? <laughs> in a much less artistically like you remember Walk Hard I don't it's the uh, like the parody of the Johnny Cash movie where uh, oh yeah yeah Walk John Hard. C. Riley. <laughs> John yeah. C. Riley. I'm a 12 year old boy and yeah. I love you <laughs> Kristen <laughs> Wiig's like I'm a 10 year old girl let's run away together <laughs> that, that movie was way fucking funnier than it had any right yeah. to me the, the like I, it makes sex better and it's not addictive whatsoever <laughs> get I, I out think, of here Dewey Cox <laughs> you don't want none of this walk hard was amazing but yeah. anyway so anyway like, is, so weird is not necessarily bad no I, like it's really really funny but like half of the time you're baffled at like what's going on because it's just it's so over the top and so stuff that they, they I guess I guess somebody's finally like okay go do some really risky TV on Netflix. Netflix, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and then there it's going to go. And Mitch Hurwitz, who like has the Arrested Development and other comedy sensibilities, knows how to like keep it kind of together. It's okay. really good. What's I, it called? Lady Dynamite. Lady Dynamite. Mm. Arrested Development is really weird. Like yeah. we look back at it, and that it all comes together, and it's so tight. It's such an amazing show. But if you sit down and watch that first episode with a blank slate, you're like, what? Yeah. Is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let if you me... watch almost any episode of Rest of Development. 
without having without any, any context. It. You're like, what the fuck okay. is going well, on? Well, this makes lo- this makes Arrested Development look fucking normal. You know, I mean, like, like, from, from what you're saying, yeah, yeah, it sounds weird, but I mean, but Arrested Development was also a show on Fox in primetime. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, like they were like that was like here I'm going I have a major like network show, I'm gonna do Arrested Development. That's like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Ron Howard into this episode. He's gonna be weird too. You're just like the, what? Yeah, the, yeah. The voiceover guy critiquing the voiceover guy in a, in a show that is on the TV, making fun of each other. Like yeah. that. It's like that yeah. level of meta stuff is going on almost continuously. Nato. Yeah. So so recommend. I absolutely recommend. You were also saying you were watching Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, I did watch Kimmy Schmidt. Did you watch all of it? Uh, no, I watched maybe like six or seven episodes. Oh. It's very funny. It very is quite funny. very. Fucking yeah, I'm, funny. I'm about six or seven episodes into season two. Okay. And I think that season two is suffering. Suffering is a, a weird a strong word. word. It's. Do you remember how, like, in 30 Rock, like, there's, like, a handful of seasons in the middle where, like, everybody becomes, like, caricatures? Yes. And then like, it kind of... And then lo- it sort a of comes... A lot of sitcoms do that. They, like, don't really know what they're writing, so they just make the characters but, like, a- but, exaggeration. But, like, but 30 Rock did it in a different way, like, whereas it was just, like, like people became, like, more ridiculous. Like, yeah. remember, like, like, Tracy got, like, really weird and, like... like Exactly. Not like I said. Caricatures is Can like. I just have a moment. You were saying Thirty Rock. I was thinking Third Rock. No, Thirty Rock. Yes, Thirty Rock. That, yeah. No, I got you now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where, where it's like like uh, Jane Krakowski's character. <laughs> yeah. Becomes like extra weird and like. I can't hear anybody say what was the name of the the like. Rural juror. Not rural juror. The other one that she does, where she's like um, playing the Janice job. No, Jomlin Jorm Jomp. <laughs> 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 This <laughs> shit cracks me up every fucking time. Jorm- no, no, no. We couldn't get the rights to it. It sounds too much like Janice Joplin. We're doing the Jomlin Jorm Jom story. <laughs> they have, there's, a, there's a joke like that in the second season of Kimmy Schmidt where it's like music you almost know or whatever. And it's yeah. like all these like songs that are just like different lyrics. Like, and they're just like singing along. And it's like, because I'm walking to Suntown. Whoa. And they're just like, and it feels cool. Hey. And, just like, and there's like so many songs in the episode. And you're yeah. just like, what the fuck is this? I feel like Tina Fey <clears throat> must just like doing that. Just enjoy yeah. the weird copyright nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So it just everybody, all the characters in season two are just kind of like cranked up to 11. Which is like, it doesn't really hurt the show or whatever. No, no, no. Like, I mean, like, like... The like, characters are crazy in that show. Exactly. Anyway. So like, like cranking yeah. up Titus to be crazier is like... It gets, <laughs> I want him to go it's, crazier. It's a delight. Yeah, you know, no, you're like, just like, wee! I fucking love Titus. <laughs> Titus Andronicus. Titus Andronicus. No, it's not. It's Titus Andromedon. Right. <laughs> it's not even Titus Andromedus. It's Titus Andromedon. Andromedon. <laughs> so good. Have you watched and, any of that? I've seen season one. Yep. I'm watching through Brooklyn Nine Nine season three now before I start. Does up it on stay good? Like I, I, I'm in season two. Brooklyn Nine Nine's right. Yeah. Season two is is better. Season three has been sloppier. Yeah. So how so? It's just not as as tightly compacted with the the firing off the one liners. Hmm. Uh, I I find it Brooklyn Nine Nine to be really like just like fluff fun. Yeah, like, it's like yeah, but like when stuff in season two starts to roll, it really clicks in. Yeah, it's very funny. Like I, I'm, but I, it it starts to click, right? Like everything starts to like set up the next joke, and it yeah, yeah, yeah. when it's firing on all cylinders. And when they're firing on cylinders, they're like kind of archer light. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like hmm. it's just sort of like it's like you're like, and this guy will say this, and this guy will say this, and this guy will say this, and this guy, and it's like it's all funny. Like how right. like the way like, the archer characters. Are just like double down, firing on off own. on each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. But do you remember how the first couple episodes of Nine Nine were? In just the as they were season? finding their. Yes. Just, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't always. Season play. three, the first few episodes are kind of like that so far. You're like, you're all funny people, but you're not. You're not tagging up. You know. Speaking of that, did any of you guys see the Miami Vice season of Archer? It's yeah. like the brand new one. Is it good? Well, it's not. It's not new. It's old. Really? The cocaine one? No, no, no. That, that's 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 like season three. Yeah. They, oh. they now have. That's not Miami Vice. That's, that's when they go to become yeah. coke dealers. Right. Yeah. No, no, that's, no, that's, no, no oh, sorry. Right. That is Archer Vice. I'm, I'm, no, Magnum P.I. I haven't a, seen any of it. No, okay. no I haven't that's seen it. That's the new season. I haven't picked up on Archer in a while. Yep. I t- I guys, I, I mean, I know I blogged about it, but I t- did I tell you guys about it? No. That I watched We Are Your Friends. Yes, you did. The Zac mm-hmm. Efron is a DJ. I think uh-huh. I told you about this in person. I think we talked about not on the, not, Definitely not on the podcast because oh, we yeah, haven't recorded the podcast since the wedding. Scott, did I tell you about this? Nope. We Are Your Friends. Now this is happening. This is going to happen. And also, I think it's very important that this movie ends up on the list somewhere. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we Are Your Friends stars Zac Efron as a DJ who just wants to have one big track to become a super famous DJ. And then he hangs up with his Like buddies. Avicii? Huh? He wants like to be Avicii? like Avicii? I think he wants to be like more of a David Guetta. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. He wants more heart symbols. 
Anyway, this movie is like <laughs> it's designed to be like watched and made fun of by me, like in every single way. I don't know who it's actually for, because it's like lots of things. Like there's like a whole entire scene where he like explains how DJing works, and he was just sort of like, "This is the BPM that like you introduce," and he's like, "Dubstep is actually at 140 BPM, but it's at half speed, so it's around 70." 120 BPM is around where the human heartbeat, and people believe that if you're like spinning at that, you can like tap into a person's soul. And you're like, <laughs> "What are you saying, Zach Efron? What are you talking about right now?" <laughs> like, so, so you got to find the one person in the party who's ready to go for it, and then tune the music just to them. And they're gonna pull everybody from the party in, and then you're gonna have like a great dance party. Like, he's like so serious, and there's like like they do the thing where there's like the words on the screen as he's talking, like moving around and like cutting to things. Visual typography. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The visual typography thing as he's like running through this. Monologue. I think I've started watching this and turned it off because it looked really fucking oh dumb. it's quite terrible yeah okay and <laughs> it's so fucking silly like he's like he uh is opening for the guy from american horror story and then uh he goes to a party with him and the guy slips into pcp then there's like a whole like extended rotoscope scene while like zach efron's running around on pcp it's fucking you have to when you do an extended drug trip scene you have to be perfect for that it Otherwise, you lose everyone. No, no, no. It's, first of all, okay, like, so there's a couple things that happen in this movie that, like, baffle are baffling. One is that they play We Are Your Friends. Like, That's a great this, song. Which is a great song. Like, in the opening scene when they when the buddies, like, the four high school buddies go to, like, flyer the wait, high wait, school. Wait, 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 wait. Do they play the remix or the, the original? Well, they play the remix, obviously. Okay. We Are Your Friends is the remix. Yeah. Never Be Alone is the original. Right. Different name. Different name of a song. That's kind of a weird thing, though, because that song is also, like... Not eight. house music either. Like it's, it's also not. like eight or nine years old. Yep. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, it, we're to believe that this song, I guess, captured these characters' imaginations when they were eight. Like, if these guys are all supposed to be like fresh out of high school, making it dudes, just like yeah, just decent Simeon. That's what I want. <laughs> this is current. Stop playing your <laughs> with your GI Joes and. Do that. Yeah, exactly. Pile up a bunch of beer bottles around a guy and then build a big tower with Wait, the couch on what, the top. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like that song plays right away and it has like nothing to do with the rest of the music because the rest of the music is basically like house music, like that Zac Efron seems to be into. So I'm like, they blow their wad on this song, which I feel is like they could have really saved it for build the up finale. To it. Yeah, built yeah. up to the title track. And the, and even the the rotoscope drug scene is like a great scene, but like the movie's barely starting when you're like. Would you like a few minutes of rotoscope drug freakout kind of thing? Here it is right away. And you're like, what is going on? Why mm-hmm. is this movie doing anything? Then he randomly sleeps with this girl who is, you know, she's like, I don't do drugs. And then he shows up at a Ferris wheel and she's like, I'm on E. And then they just run around and fuck. And that she's obviously the big DJ's girlfriend. And the big DJ's like, you're not opening for me at the big summer festival anymore, Zac Efron. And Zac Efron's all like... <laughs> I'm sad. Wait, but you were telling me that this becomes a bromance between Zac oh, no, no, Efron no, 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 and... The, the entire movie is a bromance between right. the big DJ and Zac Efron's up-and-coming DJ until he sleeps with his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And then he's like, bromance is over. But then Zac Efron's best friend ODs and dies because oh. they just suddenly remember that everybody's doing drugs and this should happen at some point. And then Zac Efron is like, I'm sad my buddy died. And then he's like, well, my girlfriend left me anyways. And he's like, are we Okay, so how again? are we going to do this? Are you putting this on the list now? Or no, no, no. I think no, I we're going to do it at the end. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do it at the end. Uh, like, minute... 50 we'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll hit them we'll look at the list anyway okay. this movie if you are into electronic music in any way shape or form watch this movie to make fun of it like I literally I want what about if you're really into Zac Efron I'm asking really? for a friend <laughs> it's a good Zac Efron movie <laughs> Zac Efron is not the problem with this movie like it's so weird like cause it's like it's not like picture if you were uh, I can't like that this doesn't even do it justice like I'm, High School Musical but it's about being a DJ instead of the basketball game no more <sighs> damn it like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, more like an like episode. Heather's, but instead of Christian Slater, it's Zac Efron. And <laughs> it's like instead of Christian Slater, it's a song. <laughs> <laughs> With a bit of Boy Meets World mixed in. Because it's sad when, when the friend ODs. Yeah, but it's like the thing is, is that it's even barely sad when he ODs. It's so like, like, stand by me? It's like he ODs. It's like train spotting the comedy. <laughs> like, in, in a way, it has more to do with train spotting than it does with any of those other things. If you like. Basically, like, take train spotting and, like, remove all grit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like remove all, like, grit. American train spotting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Exactly. Like, that's what, like, even the, even the guy who ODs, it's like the movie just suddenly remembers that they're making a movie about everybody being fucked up, like, thieves and, like, promoters and drug users and whatever. And they're like, oh, shit. We just made a, 
like unintentionally made a fun loving film about drugs like whoops yeah. whoopsie doodle someone dies we're back on track you know like they had to like it almost feels like they had to throw in a death to like justify the fact that they just made a movie about drugs being fine wow anyway yeah exactly remove any grit from train spotting american train spotting yeah <laughs> that like should american- be the subtitle for this yeah exactly. okay when we did this thing come out uh, you last year, 2015, really? maybe 2014. This tops. is new. It gets very new. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a super limited release, like because nobody cared. <laughs> like, like I said, I don't know, like, because if you're really into like music, the music isn't that great, yeah. but it's a movie about the music. So you're just sort of like, what? What was your plan here, guys? Like, if you had amazing music, maybe that would have like yeah, make a soundtrack, make a movie around it. Do you that, think it's that stuff has worked before. That there was like some really great under, like there was like a really awesome story, and then a studio got its claws into it, and then it was like, nope, this has to end happy, and it has to have something, and then it just like neutered and put Zach on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think that they just really wanted to make a movie that like capitalized on DJing, and then we're like a little bit late. Okay, like because I think that like like that's what I was like, like the like a DJ is now basically like a punchline to a joke. But there was a period like four or five years ago where I think that like DJs were still respected. Uh-huh. Is there, or is it just the fact that you're four or five years older? Uh, well, the movie did real bad and had Zac Efron <laughs> in it, right? So, like, like theoretically, Zac Efron as a DJ, if DJing was cool, like, that should have been, like, a fucking blank check to write money at the box office, you would think, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if if this was Zac Efron being cool and doing a cool thing, it wouldn't have been a box office flop. Like, you had a young, hip star doing music for children. Or music for teenagers, or whatever the fuck. I don't know who listens to house music. Someone, someone does. Not us. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you know what I mean? I'm like fucking Tiesto spins to like 50 gazillion people every day. Yep. And then yep. you have Zac Efron in a movie about like fucking is befriending Tiesto. Zac Efron? Yeah. Zac Efron is certainly like a heartthrob movie star. Like, huh. like I'd he's say a like, Miley Cyrus for yeah, guys. Yeah, I'd say he's like thing. a B B list heartthrob. Yeah, like a B list heartthrob. The high School Musicals. Those those were big movies for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the Teen Beat crowd. Like, okay. B- Big, big, big movies. Yeah, he's certainly. Like, I'd say he's like a Miley Cyrus, but in movies, uh-huh. that kind of guy. Anyway. So speaking of uh, teen heartthrobs and Disney kids, I saw Deadpool oh, last yeah. week. Finally, uh, God damn, that movie was way funnier Wait, than I thought it was going to be. It? I hadn't no. seen it before. Holy shit! Yeah, well, I see everything about six months later. Yeah, well, yeah, Deadpool was great. This is pretty fast. They yeah. went right to DVD with this. They like they rode that wave hard. Yep. yep. Like it came out February fourteenth, and it's like what March, April, May. I think and it came out like a couple weeks ago. I think it was yep. like three months to out. Get out. Yeah. Well, I really liked it. I went in kind of thinking, oh, this is going to be like the Wolverine, no. the second Wolverine movie, with a little bit more uh, dick jokes. Yeah. I was like, Kevin Smith does Wolverine. I'm I'm ready for Deadpool. Yeah. And it was a lot funnier than that. Yep. It's quite funny, yeah. and and the plot was actually tight. Like, yeah. The flashbacks and stuff, it, like it was, it did not lose me for something that was constantly flashing back to the past. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Like the timeline does jump around. It's not exactly the, the mental, writing. But, the yeah. writing was tight. It doesn't. It <laughs> wasn't right. super deep, but it was. It was tight. They put it together, and it all. Fit. Yeah, I guess considering you see, you had just recently seen Batman versus Superman. God damn, that <laughs> movie was bad. <laughs> Man, that one's not on the list either. Eh? No, no. Batman versus Superman was a sloppy mess. Like, I, I, as have you seen it, John? Nope. No, I've, 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 I haven't. Yeah, BVS was not. A, Deadpool was was enter, more entertaining on every level. <laughs> Jesus, like, like it's such a shame. So, yeah, yeah. So there's one joke in Deadpool that had me giggling for five minutes, just nonstop. Yeah, yeah. just there. What's the joke? Colossus gets splattered with a bunch of blood, and Deadpool yeah. looks up at him. Uh, it's when he rips his hand off. Yeah. yeah, Deadpool rips his own hand off and sprays Colossus's face with blood and then looks at him and goes, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Yeah. Just giggling hysterically to the point where my wife looks over and she's like, it's not that funny. I was like, yes, it is. People don't know Judy Bloom. It's, it's a book about a teenage girl getting her first period and Colossus has blood all over his face. It's so <laughs> funny. It's like, the, it's like, on paper, one of the like safer jokes of the film, but like in execution, it's like filthy. filthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just, like, you could get away. You could get away with that joke in, like, in a PG movie. In a PG movie easily. Yeah, <laughs> like, not a problem. It doesn't need to be rated R. <laughs> and and, and just the idea of making a movie with people who care about the movie. Yeah, shining through that. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic. And the little stuff that they did to tie it into the Marvel Universe, even though 
the Fox movies are not part of the Marvel Universe. Amazing. Such as? The final fight scene takes place on an abandoned, crashed helicarrier. Uh-huh. From Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. They crashed the helicarrier. Yeah, yeah. Was that a helicarrier? Yep. I thought it was like a ship. Nope. It looked Paused it. Like a, yeah. <laughs> Paused it. Big, huge helicarrier fans on the side. Huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it looked like an aircraft carrier, yeah, except yeah. with big helicopter engines on it. That's hilarious. And I was like, that also hysterical. Because, <laughs> like, how are they going to fight the trademark for a crashed airship? Yeah. That's yep. fair. <laughs> uh, everything about it had me... Uh, had me in Citrus and pleasantly surprised and, yeah. and enjoying it. And, and green, greenlit for number two, I guess there's, there's Deadpool news this week, right? Well, because, you know, the oh, after, yeah, yeah. after the credits, yep. right, where he's like, Did I don't want to, like, get everybody too excited. Yeah, yep. I'm sure my, Scott must have marked out really yeah. hard for the... Oh, man, because... So the post credit scene is Deadpool shows up in a burgundy and gray bathrobe. Yeah, yeah it's like... A la Ferris Bueller. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then basically announces that they're making another movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and says he's like, he's like, we don't know exactly what's going to be on, but I'm going to say Cable. <laughs> right? And then Ron Perlman released a video last week being like... Oh, he's playing Cable? He, he's not. He says, I should be Cable. Wow. Because <laughs> like, they haven't cast it, and there's been like... Speculation. There's been a lot of like dreamcast. So he's like gunning for it. He like released a video like, being like, it. "I'm Ron Perlman and I would like to be Cable." <laughs> 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 and I was like, as soon as I thought of it, I was like, I was like, "Oh, oh man, man, he really should be yeah. Cable." Like I was like, "Ron Perlman would be a fucking great Cable." <laughs> that's I awesome. really really liked Hellboy, and that's not a that's not a huge jump. Nope, there's older Hellboy right. <laughs> Cable. And I was like, and even and even just then, like I was like, even like someone like the deadpan Hellboy humor, where it's like he's not like. Where he's delivering a joke, but he, like the character's not in on a joke. Yeah, that's like a hundred percent Cable. Like mm-hmm. Cable can be hilarious, even though he's not trying to be. Yep. You know, and I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Just deadpan, grizzled, big fucking dude with the white hair and scar on the face and whatever." I'm down. Sign me up for fucking Ron Perlman's Cable. Okay, hold on. If he does that, what is he not doing that he could be? Like another Hellboy? No, but no, not no, in terms of movies. But I mean, in the MCU, like if he's locked in his Cable, he's but he's not. That's not MCU. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he could just be Cable and Fox, Fox yep. and he could go somewhere else in the MCU if he wanted huh. to be. Like, like Captain America in the Fox universe. He is Do we know how torch. much money that movie made? Because, like, is it, is it in the runnings for... It is the highest grossing R-rated, R-rated picture of all time. Of all time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They, past they, past uh, Hangover and stuff. So I yep. guess Fox had a success in the MCU. Yeah. Oh, well, no. They've, they're, they're, they've been fine. Like... This book, uh, no, the, the, X- the X-Men, X-Men movies, movies have been... Yeah, yeah, the there were a few misses, but I mean, like, the X-Men movies overall... Especially yeah, the James McAvoy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah exactly. The reboots, like, they, they, they got Rocky around three and some Wolverine, but then with the After First Class, they've been... Wolverine Origins was a sloppy mess of a movie, which they referenced in Deadpool. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then they undid it, right? Yep. Like, they, they fixed that in Days of Future Past. They, like, they, they, they undid... The horrible mistake that they made. Yeah, exactly. They just, like, fixed... X Men Three. Know. They had they had like like one or two one semi success and then one real success. I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with Wolverine Three if that's no, going to be a total. one semi success. X Men One is good. X Men Two is good. I mean after that. Uh, so like so after I, that first, yeah, class, first, class first class was, was good. Was, first class all right. was good. And then Days of the Future, Future Pass was, was good. Days of Future Pass was really good too. Yeah, 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 Wolverine in the back. First class. Uh, Quicksilver was all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like obviously, Age of Apocalypse will be like they have right at the ship. It's like, a big test. Yeah. It like, made a hundred and three million dollars opening overseas. Hasn't opened in America yet. Wait, Age of Apocalypse? Yeah, it's out. Yeah, it had oh, an in international overseas. release first. Crazy. One hundred and three million opening weekend, not in America. Yeah, wow. Yeah. They're like, we're starting next weekend. 100. Already a hundred million dollars up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, th- th- it looks good. I guess. Yeah, it looks all right. <laughs> it looks good. They're already talking about uh, uh, Sansa. Being the star of the next movie, they're going to do Dark Phoenix. Crazy. Because they get to do Dark Phoenix again because it never happened. Because yeah. X-Men 3 never happened. They can fix Dark Phoenix. What a fucking mess that was. You, what was they that? can go to the moon. <laughs> fight the Imperial Guard. <laughs> like it's supposed to be. There's a lot of stuff they can do. Was Compared it? to Batman vs. Superman, which was awful. The more I think about it, the matter I get. Like how how bad it was. Every Everyone, like I, my, my buddy Louis. Is ben a, Affleck is mad. He's mad. He's been going around, like, leaving whispers saying, uh, so I went around for months and saying, yeah, I've already done one bad superhero movie, and don't worry, guys. I'm never doing I'm it never again. doing that again, yeah. and now this one's going to be good. And it was awful. Yep. And he's like, you get, Warner Brothers, you screwed me. You made me look like a huge jerk. 
told everyone this was going to be the good one, and you made a terrible movie. <laughs> there's there's a lot of interviews where like you can see him in the corner just looking grim, like just disappointed yeah. with everything that's going on around him. It's kind of funny. But they they were like, yeah, Ben Affleck's going to be you know working with the writing and directing future stuff in the for the the DCU, how it's going to be working, and he's just like, please stop saying my name. DCU is yeah. such a fucking shithole. Um, they're talking about uh, Tom Cavanaugh, the actor on The Flash who plays Harrison Wells. Yeah. Called out Zack Snyder. Just like, all right, you know what? Saying that you didn't want uh, Grant Gustin to be The Flash in the movies? Mm-hmm. Fine. And saying, oh, we just don't want to go for that direction. You didn't audition him. He's an actor. You want to go in a different direction with The Flash? Yeah. He can act a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you're just being a giant shit. <laughs> like, uh, oh, <laughs> you guys have the same boss. <laughs> just just on Twitter, ripping him apart. Like, I don't even Zack Snyder is in all kinds of... He must be, because like, that movie's like... I mean, it made money, but it's, like, universally panned. Yeah. Like, it, it made a lot of money, and it's it's bad. I mean, like, Iron Man 3 made a lot of money. It doesn't mean that was a good movie. Yeah, and... But it's they, also kind of universally, it's like it's just it's just like a, it's like a phoned in movie. But like a, but it, but, it but was it's also but it's also, also way offbeat. Like there's stuff in there. There's a there's a scene in the future where Batman pulls out two handguns and shoots like twenty guys, and you're just like, what? Like oh, it's post apocalyptic. I'm like Batman's probably never going to shoot a guy. Like yeah. no matter how like, bad the world gets. Hey, do you remember the really shitty Frank Miller Batman? I want that Batman. The <laughs> Batman that has been like like. Frank Miller, like late late era Frank Miller, yeah, like yeah, obviously yeah, not like, year one, but like it's is it Batman? Dark Knight Returns two. Yeah, Dark, Dark Knight Returns, Returns three. Like, like, like it's like the really <sighs> shitty Frank Miller Batman who's been panned for the past twenty years as like worst Batman ever. Zack Snyder's like that that's, Batman. That's the Batman I want. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's like it's, yeah. it, it's it's Batman kills it's, a lot of people in the movies, supposedly like just like quite. And even, then, even then in the like, hot post-apocalyptic, right? Where he like yeah, shoots he, up the boat and explodes the thing. You're like, sh- there's a guy on a truck shooting a 50 caliber machine gun from the back of his pickup truck yeah. at the bat plane. Batman opens up the guns and fires 10 feet in front of him, five feet in front of him, right into him. Truck explodes. I'm like, Batman just shot a guy to death, like Do you on think purpose with his guns. Set was like, hold on a second here, Zach. I'm not going to shoot a guy. I'm Batman. Don't worry, we'll clean up in post. Blap. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what just happened there? It's just off beat, like so out of touch of the characters. That yeah, you're like, stops being Batman. I, I was actually even uh, even Jesse Eisenberg, who I was for in the trailers, and yeah, a lot we, of people were kind of like, eh, I don't know about that Lex Luthor. And the, yeah, he starts off there, and you're like, okay, he's a weird eccentric billionaire yeah. who hates it, and then he just goes freaking nuts for no reason. Like, why? Why did he do that? He went full Kevin Spacey, just like, yeah. I'm going to raise the island from the ocean and murder millions of people. Like, yeah. Why? Because I'm Lex Luthor. Yeah, just zero reason behind it. It's totally the sucker punch of movies rather than the Watchmen of movies. It's that Zack Snyder that we got for Batman vs. Yeah, Superman. Not, I don't even think I like Sucker Punch. Like, that's like, like, I thought for what it was, Sucker Punch was okay. Nonsense. It was yeah. nonsense. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but like, it was visually pleasing nonsense, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But, but it was also like presented BVS as looks nonsense. pretty glad. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. But th- he had characters that he could make be maniacs with no problem because you're like, okay, I don't know anything about character. Yeah, you can't really do that with Superman and Batman. Yeah, very. Did dumb. you see it? We haven't seen I it. We should it. go see it. Not in theaters though, or, or maybe at Dollar Cinema. Dollar Cinema. Let's <laughs> do that. We haven't been to <laughs> Dollar Cinema in forever. He kills Jimmy Olsen. What? Like murders him on screen. Batman kills him. No. Oh, because that'd be way... Zack Snyder kills him. And Zack Snyder not only kills him, but says in in an interview later, he's like, yeah, well, we thought it would be a fun thing to do. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) That is not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's a bad movie. I was going to say, I was was actually having a a Batman discussion the other day because we started up part two of season two of Gotham. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they they did a hard break. A mid-season. Yeah, they did a mid-season finale where it was like, it's over. This storyline is over, and then the the new season is. Uh, or I guess it, it's weird. I guess almost new season, right? If you're like you take eleven yeah, episodes, of. stop it, two three months. Yeah, the first season was long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like a full. Well, it's a network show. It's like a full yeah. twenty two episode thing. So yeah. I think it was kind of cool that they were like, let's take the season story and like cut it in two. So it's like yep. they had the rise and fall of uh, one of the characters, Leo Galvan, 
Okay. And uh, he like they they introduced kind of the idea of the Joker, and then kind of got rid of it, whatever. And now the season, second part of season two, I think started up in February, and we just started watching the first couple episodes of it, and it's uh it's all about Victor Freeze, yep, which is super cool. And I was like, I was saying that about Batman, which is kind of neat, is that he's like, it's like modern folklore, like. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, we all kind of know the legend of Batman, and we don't mind people kind of like reinterpreting it, in reinterpreting their own ways. it like yep. again and again. And I was like, we know all these characters, but you're like, what's this version's Victor Freeze going to be like? And I was like, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like in a weird way, I was like, I kind of don't mind it because it doesn't. Batman just seems like it's been done so much that it doesn't always feel like reboots. You're just sort of like, oh, it's just a new Batman story. Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, they're rebooting Batman again. I'm like, but Batman's been rebooted like. Dozens Ten not times on the big screen alone. Yeah, exactly. You know? In like comics, just constantly. Like, there's just like, um, there's like that comic that I have, the uh, world's funniest, where Mitzelbix and Batmite go like back and forth between all the different DC realities, and there's like a Batman in all of them, <laughs> you know? And they're like, like in the comics, there's infinite universes, and there's infinite Batmans. They've already discussed that, you know? Like, and, and DC universe has been reset. Yeah, they, they've reset <laughs> yeah. their universe again and again. So it's like it's just like it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, Gotham is not related to the Nolan films. It's mm-hmm. not related to whatever the fuck they're doing. They're not related to Adam West. Not related mm-hmm. to whatever the fuck they're doing with Batman. Can you imagine Superman. the Batman origin story for the Adam West? Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> like with the pearls and <laughs> the drop and ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Like I just feel like it would be like <laughs> boom. Pow! Pow! Bam. Bam. And just like, the, the just crying little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Filmed in Technicolor. <laughs> exactly. But no, I was like, I kind of think it's neat that I was like, because like, like, theoretically I shouldn't care about Gotham. Like, It's the, not great, man. No, but, like, but, uh, yeah, no, it's... I, did you watch season two? I watched only season one. Yeah. Did you watch season two? Season okay. two, they season two gets a lot more comic book. Did, did they get rid of that girl, the lady who was playing the the, the like mobster character? Who every time she's on the screen, yeah, I just want to punch yeah, her. She yeah, Mooney. She's Jada. not in season two whatsoever. Okay, really? they've also go, they also more or less limit Barbara's scream time. Yeah, she's another one of the worst. She was a bit of a mess. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but I, I like I was I was and, more all right with her. Yeah. And more Marina Baccarin is not a bad thing. No, she's wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's around more often. They're, they're also anyway. I'm just saying, like season two is a step up from season one. Why won't he grow a goddamn mustache? That c- it's got to be a thing. Just it's going to be like, like when like, Batman puts on the cape for the first time. He's like, mm, <laughs> not a mustache. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things, one like he he buckles the buckle. Yeah, he puts yeah, on the badge. And the, the, the mustache pops out. <laughs> one of the things, and like I, series finale. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are now the commissioner. And he turns around, he puts on the brown trench <laughs> yeah. coat, he's got no, a mustache. I just like that he turns around and has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And like, from like, scene to scene, like, yeah. that No, but like, you know the George Clooney, like, the super fast edit of him getting ready? He like, yeah, puts yeah. on the brown trench coat, his, his mustache like grows out. Guy Ritchie style, like the mustache. Anyway, there's a thing that happens where Gordon... Yeah, it is in season two. Gordon has, like, killed two dudes so yep. far. And I'm like, that's kind of what I'm like, yeah. But then I was like... He's not Batman. He, he's not Batman. And I was like, I never thought about with that from Gordon. And it's kind of gotten mad. He is also in the comic books a soldier, right? Like, yeah, he's an army and ranger. He, he's in, in Gotham, he's a soldier, too, yeah, right? He's, he's a, a former hero, army like, ranger. And, and I was like, I guess I was like, I feel like that maybe that's headcanon for me that Gordon wouldn't kill someone. I was like, I feel that this is a pre-Batman Gotham where there is no hope. And Gotham's... And he's like... I really want to be Batman and not kill anyone, but mm-hmm. sometimes I need to fucking shoot a guy in the head. Shoot a guy in the head to like get where we need to go for justice. Like, huh. and I was like, eh, I'll buy it. They haven't they haven't approached that angle between the two characters, if I can recall, in any Batman where Batman is like, no, you you are tainted. You have murdered people. And I'm going to be better than you. Be, I don't think Batman. Batman's not really about holding people to his own ideals. He's just I think, holding I think, himself to his own ideals. I think then Gordon just goes on YouTube and is like Batman body count, and they show that YouTube <laughs> video where like from all the movies where yeah, he's yeah, dropping yeah. people in acid vats and blowing up chemical yeah. factories. Okay, okay, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 like an yeah, angle of think, between the yeah, characters. I've, I've always thought that Batman doesn't actually hold people to that. It standard. could be the other way. It could be Gordon being like, no, 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 we need Batman. He's better than me. Yeah, I was never, that, I was never able to. That's do... more likely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's more likely that he would be like. Whatever. It's just a conversation between two characters yeah. that have existed a thousand times, as we've just yeah, discussed. That's exactly. never happened. Well, you know, the, the thing is, 
the, that's different with Gotham season two. It's not that Jim Gordon killed two people. It's that Jim Gordon, Gordon murdered two people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's two murders. Like, All right. He didn't, he didn't just kill them. Ten minutes, we've got to do the we got to wrap up the list. Do you, does anyone have the list open? I do, gonna, I have it right now. We need to have a reference so that okay. we can find so, it. So, what so, we talk so about? We are going to talk about first... American train spotting. We are your friends. Starting we Zach Efron. are your friends. Okay, I'm just going to zip on down to the bottom. Of Towards this. the bottom. Yeah, okay. So I know it's above Mordecai. Okay. Because I was like. Still I, haven't seen Mordecai though. I, yeah. But I'm just saying, but I had like a lot of fun watching it. I would like literally, if you guys were like doing nothing right now, I'd, I'd be tempted to watch it again just to like watch it with people. Okay. I feel like, okay, then just above Mordecai is Warm Bodies. Okay. And I just above like w- that is Crush Groove. Just above that is Crush Groove. I would have a lot of trouble putting it a below Warm Bodies. It's above Warm I w- Bodies. I would not happily rewatch. Yeah, warm exactly. Bodies. It's definitely above Warm Bodies. Like, okay. and, ag- and again, I need to have the caveat of it is it, it hits Crush Groove territory where you're like, this is delightful to watch for like reasons unintended by the filmmakers. Okay, above <laughs> Crush Groove is the Evil Dead, which I feel. Oh yeah, it's not yeah, going to pass. De- it's not gonna definitely pass not passing so the Evil Dead. Crush Groove is the argument then. Yes, yeah, so is the it better is, or worse? Crush Groove. Crush Run Groove DMC. Was, so much of the fucking fat boys. <laughs> There's oh, a lot of the fat boys. I, Run uh, DMC, Beastie Boys cameo. Oh my god! LL Cool J flashes heat. I would, I would put it, and I feel that it's like nostalgia favoring Crush Groove. I'd put it probably just under Crush Groove. Just under Crush Groove. I yeah. would not contest that in in any way like, whatsoever. It's tight. Like if if I was like. If I had no nostalgia for Crush Groove, if like if Crush Groove didn't have if Crush Groove wasn't didn't have that cast, yeah. like if Crush Groove was that movie but it wasn't LL Cool J and Run DMC, like uh-huh. it wasn't actually them, like it was just actors, like You'd be less I, excited. It, 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 exactly, I, I feel like I might be able to pass Crush Groove, but because Crush Groove has all those delightful moments of like actual hip hop people, okay, I think that's I think that's where it lands. I, I won't. I won't cool. fight that at all. I'm okay. Uh, with that. That's perfect for me. Right, okay. right Batman, underneath. Crush Batman Groove. v Superman. Va- Batman. Next is next is Deadpool. Oh, oh Deadpool. Deadpool. Let's zip on scrolling up. up. Scrolling up. Okay. We've all seen it. Yeah. So we, so so wait, we'll jump to the middle. Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> better yeah. than Star Wars. Was Deadpool better than Star Wars? I would say so. Really? Yeah. Uh, they're they're on the same level. Lots yep. of cool special effects. Not a whole lot they're, of like it's in that zone. Yep. Okay. So just below Star Wars, for what it's worth, is Jurassic World. Better than Jurassic World. I think it was better than Jurassic World. What about Jurassic World? What's above Star Wars? Above Star Wars is Funeral Kings. The thing is, you get into, like, serious movie territory, but so it's hard to compare, like, a serious movie that is good and a comedy movie that is really good. Above Funeral Kings is Resolution. Resolution. Mm. Above Resolution is Hackers. I cannot imagine putting it above Hackers, but I could could see putting it below Hackers. Better than Resolution? Yeah, Resolution was really good, but Deadpool was, like, top... Fucking notch action comedy, MCU not in the MCU. Lots fucking of comedy. Lot, lots guess, of comedy. Here's a thing to me that like taints Deadpool a little bit is okay. that it blew so much of its game on the trailers. Like it, it was also for what it's worth very safe. Like they could have done a lot more with the character than they did. It, it bugged. It bugged yeah. me. It yeah. bugged me a lot that Deadpool. Other than maybe encouraging the guy to kill his girlfriend's other boyfriend, like that Deadpool was basically just a like smack talking hero, which is not really Deadpool. Yeah, like Deadpool was basically heroic the entire time. He's the the highway scene is a huge murder, but it's all bad dudes. He's just murdering bad dudes all the time. I'm like, he's yes, murdering people instead of just like incapacitating. I'm like, he he also causes. What, a 200-car pileup? Yeah, but... Come on, you can't argue that he was not heroic But then by that, that by that, by that logic, Neo yeah, was a... You, then if you, you read that, the that, comic that books, logic, Neo was a bad guy because of the big fucking car accidents that he caused in fucking Matrix 2. Neo's yeah, not a Those are all bad batteries. Every, everyone in Matrix 2 was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Wachowskis were bad okay. guys. Oh, wait, I'd have, I'd, I'd have a hard time putting it over resolution. Okay. So we're going to slide it right in there between resolution and funeral kings? I could... I feel okay with that. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Well, I, I, I could see putting it below Funeral Kings and above Star Wars, but I could also see putting it above Resolution. Yeah. I mean, I think Scott Scott's pushing hard. Uh, I haven't seen Resolution and Funeral Kings. I don't have a whole lot of argument there, but Deadpool was... Deadpool was fantastic. I think, was I think highly would you, enjoyable. Would you put it above Hackers? I, I, don't, I don't think that's a movie you would go back to. I probably would. I would, I would watch Deadpool again easily, but... I don't hate hackers. I have a very strong nostalgic tie to it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. For sure, for sure. So I'm okay with it 
between resolution and funeral, funeral kings. kings. All right, I'm sliding in with that number eight. Exactly. Resolution is like resolution could get onto a list of like my top twenty favorite like films. Capital yeah. F's. Yeah. You, gotta wouldn't you gotta go back and rewatch that at some point. I don't know if it's I as tight. But like, okay. I like I Deadpool. I like Deadpool better than Days of Future Past. I like Deadpool oh, better than absolutely. the Wolverine. Yep. I like Deadpool better than the last Thor movie. Than the last Iron Man yes. movie. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, no like, question. There's a lot of good superhero movies out there, and Deadpool is way up there. So now, with them. now we have to get to a bad one. Now we have to get back to Mar- <laughs> Batman, Batman versus Superman. Superman. Okay, so back down to Warren Bodies territory. <laughs> Mordecai. Actually, this is that's a good one. Mordecai can be a gatekeeper for a good pal, Batman versus Superman. Man, I would rather watch Mordecai. Whoa, what's below Whoa. Mordecai? Return to Nukem High, Volume it's be- One. <laughs> it's better. It's better than Return to Nukem, and amazingly, because of Ben Affleck, he was like a yeah, pretty he was good. A, Okay, hold on. Really, Bruce man? Lane. Worse than Mordecai. Like, you guys haven't seen no, Mordecai. I know. It it got a bad rap, and there's a lot of Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp. But at least that's what I knew I was getting into. Yeah, I, I suppose okay. if you're going to see Batman versus Superman, if you were going to see like if Strong was, Guy versus Dark Guy, yeah. and then you had that movie, you'd be like, whatever, man. I don't know anything about Strong Guy and Dark Guy. But it's like it's Batman versus Superman. Like your expectations is at least okay. Hold on. Like what, if you're slapped in the face that hard, I what feel about like, Crush Groove? I said Batman like, versus Superman is definitely worse than Crush Groove. <laughs> what? How would you put it? Well, I'm putting it even lower than Warm Bodies, man. Okay. I, he said right. he, he's the only guy that saw Mordecai, and he said it's worse than Mordecai, man. He already he just did that. Mordecai's wow. not a, not a great movie, but there's stuff in Mordecai that was like interesting, uh-huh. charming. Like that the cast is great, okay, and they all was Batman the versus Su- Superman completely unredeemable. I, that's that's the word for it. Unredeemable. It's I, not unwatchable. It's just when you get through it, you're like, oh, that wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it was such a bad Batman movie. It was such a bad Superman movie, and it's Batman Superman. Like, how did you get both of them wrong so thoroughly? So thorough, <laughs> and it's for three hours. For three hours of, of wrong. Like, Okay, Mordecai, you have moved up in the world. You are no longer the second to worst film of all time. Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Right. Just above Return to Nukem High. That's right. Wow. Okay, so I have something to actually ask you guys about. There there are some movies on this list that I have not seen, and I feel like its spot on the list might deserve a reexamination if I have if I eventually see them. Like, if I see Batman versus Superman, I might come up with a compelling reason why it might be better than Warm Bodies or something. Do we... Is this... Is it... Like, once all three of us have seen a film, is it reasonable to allow one reassessment? If somebody feels absolutely compelled that the the movie has been misplaced, yeah, we can we can slide stuff around based on new information. But it's got to be like like only when all three of us have seen it, so that we don't end up re-arguing a movie multiple times. You know, I like something so. like that. Yeah, exactly. I feel. Like I don't think it's going to happen often, but you never know. I think, yeah, we could yeah. we could do quick revisits. Yeah, and I think that you'd have to be like, like we did have to like hit you in the balls or something. Has to be. Like I don't want to get hit in the there balls. There has to be like, like a payment to move the thing. We were just sort of like, gentlemen, I propose a movement. Ah, uh, oh, I got my balls. I'm like, now, well, John, what do you have to say? Because well, you need to be so strong about wanting to move it that you're willing to give something up. Okay, I feel like I'm not going to get hit in the balls no matter what happens. <laughs> but I will agree that we need to, like, it needs to be, like, a serious business when we go and reassess the list. Yeah, exactly. If we okay. want to move something on the list, there needs to be some sort of a, a process. Maybe, like, a the, the, we, you get you have to post about it. You have to write a blog about it. You have it. to write a blog. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that is not happening. You know, you need to write a blog defense. It could only be just like a couple hundred words being like, on this week's episode. A couple hundred words <laughs> on why Batman versus Superman is better than Mordecai. You yes. want that to happen? Yes. <laughs> if you want to fucking bump that up the list, I, you should have a, like, a written explanation to it so that we like it's a real thing. That oh you my need God. to, if a you want to, like, no, no, no. I mean, otherwise you can just leave Batman versus Superman where it is. You don't want to write a blog; it stays <laughs> where it is. You have to have a writ about it. Yeah, exactly. You have to have like you have to submit a writ right. motion. <laughs> All right. I think that's fair. This, if you is, want. this is not over. We're coming. We're coming back to this subject. I I think that is a perfect perfect solution. If you are so strongly about moving something on the list, you could write a few hundred words about it. Right. So that is the segment: the greatest movies of all time. Yep. Yes. And that was the 90s. That was 90s, everybody.
Hey everyone, it's me again, wasting your time at the end of the podcast where it doesn't matter anyways. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter, we're at sign number 9to5cc on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 9ES or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.